Yo, Hollow Colt, what's up? So this is going to be our uh, new kind of extra content show. I think we're going to see how it goes here. Um, we'll do this every chance we get. Eventually, further into the episode, we will open up um, some open lines. So it should be cool. Hope you guys all have a bunch of weird shit in store. Stoked for that. Yeah, we're going to do this whenever we have time. I figure this is a good engagement. Eventually, we will finally get it to all platforms that StreamYard allows. Right now, we're just on YouTube. We'll try to run it through Facebook and Instagram eventually, but we're just kind of testing it out today. We had some a little block of time <clears throat> open tonight, and a uh, schedule fell through, so we figured, let's go. Get yeah, the, uh, I'd like to, to try to make this like a Wednesday night type thing in the middle of the week where we can get together and and basically create a live show for everybody and then i think i said it i don't remember if it was on patreon or the the normal show but try to use this as extra content we're kind of dubbing this the night shift uh but every i'll end up posting it like the week later on the actual podcast as a bonus content so if you miss the the live then you can still hear what we talked about and what everybody else chimed in. Cause we can see all your comments live. We, like I said, we can take phone calls. We can do a lot of pretty cool stuff with it. So yeah, I've got, hopefully it uh, turns, turns out pretty awesome. I got the YouTube pulled up too, so I can kind of interact with you guys that are commenting. I can't do it through StreamYard, but eventually I will be able to. So if I cut out, it's because my internet is terrible especially when I'm trying to run two streaming services at the same time because I live in the middle of nowhere. And well, the weather's a little it, choppy tonight too. Yeah. And the weather that, that is, so, that should tell you all you need to know that the weather affects my internet. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Do better, Elon. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'll start off a little bit tonight. I was telling Steve earlier, uh, it, it's kind of ironic to say the least, uh, I've I've been working on redoing all the intros to our new intro, so I'm going through the entire backlog and re-editing all that all that stuff. So, on the in the meantime, you know, I usually lay in bed and I'll just I've been popping on OGX files, and it's just such weird timing because I've been seeing a lot of people post it about how they've been drilling. In the Arctic, is it Siberia? Somewhere like that. Somewhere cold. And, and they're pulling out the zombie viruses and, and all these new viruses and stuff. And it just so happened last night. I think it was like episode seven or eight, somewhere around there, where uh, Mulder and Scully get dispatched to the Arctic. And the the people there are drilling deep into the ice, you know, like 3,000 some odd feet, and they find some new virus that infects people and affects them. I mean, almost like a zombie type thing, but not quite. I, I feel like it'd be more like 28 days later because it makes them rage and stuff. But it's like this little, it gets into the blood, turns into a parasite, like a little worm. And then it, it gets into whatever gland and then just starts wreaking havoc, you know, makes you angry and violent and lash out. And I just thought that that was pretty peculiar timing. 
I did see the uh, articles about the the zombie viruses, and it's not like zombies how we think they would be zombies. Right. It's more so in like that the viruses have been dormant, and then they're going to wake up, kind of like a zombie. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, not like the way we want it. 28 days later <laughs> i don't want 28 <laughs> days later no me either no Those runners are way too fast i'm fat i can't run that fast so i have no stamina so for me to just be stand there and fight to the death that's yeah, all that's all it's gonna be i don't even fight i'm gonna i'm gonna think in my head that i'm basically a spartan of the 300 and i'm gonna <laughs> stand somewhere and hold my ground and then just get trucked mm -hmm. just absolutely trucked we are the Bruce Willis and Nicolas Cage of our generation I of mean, the paranormal world. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we have decent odds for about five minutes. Oh yeah, we're good for five minutes. Five minutes, we're solid, and then and then we're done. It's game over. That's we're bastard sons of the paranormal. Yeah, we're gonna go out. Might as well be fighting zombies or interdimensional beings or <laughs> and musicking demonic entities. I don't know. You know. I'm going to start yeah. doing yoga. I'm going to hit a sweet chin, though. Yeah, I would definitely recommend the yoga. You don't want to pull a hammy or anything like that. Pull your groin. No. Especially that's, during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's no good. That's no good. I I did see an interesting uh, little tidbit of an interview on TikTok, which I should have saved because I didn't get all the information, but I probably should have. But it's worth talking about. So this guy was on here, and he was getting interviewed. And he was talking about an event that took place in 2012, uh, specifically July 24th. Uh, three uh, CMEs, were, which are coronal mass ejections, shot from the sun. Massive, massive. And they were supposed to be direct hits on the Earth. Like, they were traveling just under the speed of light. Uh, they traveled like, I don't know what they said, nine... 93 million miles in less than 14 hours by all calculations they should have absolutely obliterated the planet but like armageddon or like toast <laughs> that's not cool like toast see i was thinking Instead, uh, originally when you said that i was thinking more along the lines of like the carrington event where it just kind of like emp the electrical system oh but but you're talking like way worse <laughs> like yeah. em like just fried the entire planet yes cool. they got so close this guy said i can't remember his name david something david adair maybe i don't know anyway they got within um just a little above a hundred thousand miles of the earth basically between here and the moon and mm. then they just changed course just that's weird missed the earth the running theory is that there is some sort of unknown ship orbiting the planet semi protecting us or was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it deflected these coronal mass ejections away from the planet in 2012. That's calculations. Crazy. Calculations are that if they would have hit on July 24th, the last remaining, essentially the last remaining human would have died December 21st, 2012, which is the running date of the Mayan apocalypse. That's interesting. How fucked up is that? That's that's pretty interesting. I like it though. 
I like it. Yeah. I wish I could have, like, it was on TikTok, so it was only like a two-minute little snippet of the interview. Yeah. I'm going to try to find the rest of it. I don't even know who the dude was that was interviewing, but I'm like, all right, that's that's what we're looking for here. Uh, I totally dig it. I like the idea that that for some reason there's a an alien spaceship just hovering outside, which is, I mean, it's not the first time we've heard theories like that, that they're, they're almost constant. And, oh, you know, yeah. you know, you bring up, it's funny, you bring up uh, UFOs, essentially. And I was thinking the other day, and with everything and how, how weird it is with this quote-unquote disclosure and all that garbage, man, the more I sit down and think about it, the more, and this is for me, I'm not talking, I'm not speaking for everybody else, but for me, I am way more willing to accept the fact that like what we what we are being shown per the government could very possibly be human devices. Because the more I sit and think about it, the more I'm kind of like, man, like these these extraterrestrials have traveled from God knows where. You know, it could, it could be anywhere within dimensions, space and time itself. And you mean to tell me that our measly little bullshit cameras, unless, unless those extraterrestrials want to be seen. I feel like that's 90% of the time that's when we see them is when they want us to see them, if that makes sense. Because oh, you would yeah. have to assume they have some type of cloaking device, right? Yeah, this this whole disclosure thing is such a sham to me anyway. Like, the government has all of this evidence, all of these files, all of this video, all of this shit, and they released three confirmed videos of just fuzzy, shitty little blips on a radar. Like that's that's what you're gonna do. That's that's gonna be our disclosure. It's no wonder nobody's interested in it. Right. It's just ridiculous. And then now, to me, disclosure isn't even are they real? Because like they are real. Yeah. That's that's not part of disclosure. Yeah. Disclosure it's not, it's to me would argued. be disclosure for me is where are they from and what do they want from us? Why are they yeah. here? That's disclosure to me. All this, all this, like confirming that they're here and all this shit, like that means nothing to me. Like, are we, are we all of a sudden trusting the government now? Right. They said it, so it makes it real. Right. Get out of here. No, no, I'm with you there. I'm 100% with you because there's no point. There's no point in trusting anything that they say. And I mean, look at some of the cases we've gone through, you know, through the podcast itself, how many times they've used disinformation agents to brainwash people, to trick them, to smoke and mirrors. It's all, uh, and that's 90% of what they do. It's just smoke and mirrors. Oh, yeah. go if Dive in to the dumpster fire that is UAP Twitter. Anybody <laughs> no. that makes a point immediately dis gets discredited by like half of the entire populace over there. Somebody makes an alternate point. They're discredited by other people. It's just like they eat their own young over there. It's it's ridiculous. It's no wonder if you just spend a day watching the UAP Twitter hashtag, it is no wonder 
that nobody knows what to believe. Yeah. And, and I also find that extremely curious and interesting how every community in itself is willing to implode on itself for the, I, I guess the, the notch on the belt of being right. Cause that's the only thing that would make sense is that people are so vested in their belief of what it is that they don't give a shit about what anybody else has to say about it, which is just amazing to me that yeah, they're, it, that they can't even, they can't even wrap their brain around a new possibility, you know, cause even if you don't believe it, what's the harm in entertaining that thought process? And then say you present something to me and I, I, I counterpoint you. It's no different than any debate. You know, I counterpoint you and then you would counterpoint that. And if you, can't come up with anything maybe you start to realize okay well maybe my theory is a little bit off here maybe maybe i do need to look at this from a new angle but instead it's just like let's crucify everybody because i'm right yeah you gotta you you eventually get to a point where you have to take other avenues into consideration you know you're just gonna be stuck at a dead end and that doesn't get anybody anywhere yeah yeah 100 percent. you know that's that's no different than looking into anything else I've been researching some uh, alien abduction cases, like some weird ones, and I came across one today. I won't get into all of the details, but I will get into one specific part that stood out to me. Whenever this kid was interacting with the gray or the being, he stated that the entity asks him, do you know who Lucifer is? And he says, no. And then it asked him again, do you know who Satan is? And when the little kid said, yeah, he said he remembered it from church. Once he said he acknowledged that he knew who Satan was, then the being started asking him to go with them. That's weird. That is weird. It's gross. That is really gross. And it's, it's so much so that right now I can't, I can't process that. Like I can't wrap my brain around like why why it inquired about that being or that that name so to speak it definitely puts you in a real gray area yeah i mean it, space and hell which sucks yeah. that's not fucking cool yeah i don't know that's a uh, that's interesting because that would almost unless it's some type of mind game that would almost lead credence to the existence of lucifer slash satan right like something yeah i'm not saying i'm just saying that that name is is actually is affiliated with a real entity you know what i mean like yeah it kind of solidifies like hey maybe it is or isn't what we think it is but regardless there is something out there that goes by the name lucifer 100 percent and I mean, it also sort of kind of pushes toward maybe aliens or demons. Okay. Well, here's another one too. This is kind of fun. What if, what if the aliens have been researching us? And, and I mean, I, I'm sure there's a million holes in what I'm about to say, but it could be in the realm of, what if they had heard through whether it's through tapping into our internet through uh prayer whatever prayer anything they they heard they've heard this name they've heard satan they've heard lucifer 
And so they asked this child, hey, do you know who this is? Because in this theory, the aliens don't know who Satan or Lucifer is, but they're curious as to who this being is. So now this kid says, yeah, I have heard of it. And so they're like, all right, you need to come with us because we need to learn about who this is, how we can get in touch with them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that one. And like I said, I'm sure there's a million. I I was going to. Yeah, I'm I sure there's was a million that, different. That Bledsoe Boulevard, where it was like trying to play into it. I didn't think that they were like studying up. Dude, it could be, right? Yeah. It totally could be. And, and to counter that, I mean, not not to, to branch away, but like you've been looking into that. I've been looking into skinwalker cases. And dude, some of the ones that I have read are out of this fucking world. They're so creepy in their own ways because it shows like I understand what they are and what they represent but I think I think a lot of people uh, the information that I found I don't think a lot of people know what I've found on them and I think it kind of sheds a lot more light on them and at the same time like I understand that they came from humans essentially but the skinwalker itself in in the descriptions that i have found through these great books that i'm going to promote i want if you are into skinwalker lore you should buy these books because they are fantastic i i'm into the first one there's three i'm into the first one and it's amazing so many amazing stories in this book but two, at least two of them that I can remember off the top of my head describe the skinwalker exactly the same. That it's almost like this uh, werewolf-style beast. It has this long, black, wispy hair because they can they can clearly see that the hair is thin. And as they as this thing moves, you can see the hair kind of move in the wind, like gets real wispy, you know. And in multiple cases it said that the skinwalker had glowing yellow eyes and it, it so much so that like in this one case they were inside a cave dude so there's no possible way that it popped off eye, eye shine from any light source cuz this like guy was this guy was like these eyes were they, they somehow they self illuminated like they were legit glowing yellow eyes and he sat there and watched this thing that's creepy come at his wife that's creepy. It, it, dude it is it is insane and it, there's like this intelligence behind them and it's it, it's with the natives too they don't want anything in regards to skinwalkers to get out into the public they like the skinwalker itself The skinwalker itself will act actively take things from people or try to stop people from getting acquired information out to anybody else. Because we all know that the, the natives, they're hush-hush about it. They're like, nope, I ain't trying to talk about it. I don't want to bring that evil to me or my family or anybody I know. You know, because it's not just bringing the skinwalker to the doorstep. It's also the things that they're capable of doing, like the, the curses they've put on people. I mean, I read stories in there where they were at a sacred site. Dude saw a medallion hanging in a tree and he snatched it. 
And his brother was like, dude, you need to put that back. And he's like, no, like he, he put the medallion on a chain of his own, started wearing it. He's like, this is my new good luck charm. And dude, his, he almost died. He got super sick and he ended up calling his brother because they, they were on vacation thousands of miles away, dude. He's in the hospital on the verge of death. And he's, he, before he goes into the hospital, he's sitting on like the back patio and he, he takes this chain off and he throws it out in the yard or out in the field or wherever. And then he is super sick, goes to the hospital. Well, his, his wife goes out there on the back patio and the necklace is sitting on the patio um, oh, table. Hell no. Yeah. And she ends up calling the brother. They talk about it and she's like, will you please, please return this medallion? And, you know, the, of course the brother's going to do it. It's his brother. Right. So he drives over, gets the medallion, dude drives the thousand miles or however many miles back to this site, returns the pendant. And the next day his brother is out of the hospital. That's weird. Isn't it? It's dude. It's insane. It's almost the stories like, are crazy in those books. It's almost like they have Tulpic, uh, Tulpic energy where you know native americans and first nations people do not want it getting out because almost like the more that people put their thought and their energy into it maybe the more powerful these things get dude it could like, be it could lead credence because they won't even say the name yeah you know they don't even they won't even say the name that's what i was thinking oh dude like i'm i'm excited to present these episodes because like i'm serious man these books are phenomenal absolutely phenomenal because this this husband and a wife they were big they're big into like bigfoot like that's their main go-to and they ended up getting a submission one day about this creature and at the end because the guy submitting doesn't even know what it is either but he's like i'd heard that it's it's a skinwalker and these two this husband and wife have never heard of the skinwalker so they start looking into it don't pay it a whole lot of mind but they're curious. Then they get another submission of a skinwalker. And so they're like, all right, well, if we're getting two and three of these submissions, there's gotta be something to this. So they start reaching out and they ended up reaching out to, uh, medicine men. They were able to come in contact with medicine men from tribes. I think one of them was on the Navajo reservation and they actually got to go to the reservation and sit down with this guy and have a conversation about it and do their, like I'll, I'll get into it in the episode, but he, like he takes many, many precautions I'm to present. Oh, dude, it's so cool, so cool. I read that book, like I almost finished it in one day because I just I got immediately just got sucked into it. I'm stoked. Yep. Um, just gonna take some time to talk about the chat here. The chat's been popping off. I'm so glad you guys are all with us. All of you hanging out. Um, Aaron, we are gonna try to get the this top chat figured out I, I guess there is a way that they can donate i have no idea we don't have it set up because we don't know what the book we're doing no i like we li I, literally i just paid for this tonight and i'm kind of learning everything on the fly so <laughs> we'll we'll get it figured out eventually that's kind of yeah. like like kenneth said that's kind of the the hollow cult way just winging it and that ain't that the damn truth but um, that is the facts a lot of people have been commenting uh, like uh, 
Burton from Local Legends is in, is in here. Everybody go check out his channel. For sure. He says, I'm sure aliens have been studying us for a long time. I totally agree. Oh, yeah. Kenneth is in here, too. He says, they've clearly been present watching us for eons. 100%. If, if we're not their science experiment, I'll eat my shoe. You're going to eat a shoe? If I'm wrong, prove me wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh Burton says, my father was doing some construction work when I was a kid, and they dug up some Native American jewelry. One of the workers took it. My dad told him to leave it, and he didn't listen. Same day, dude got his hand smashed under some equipment, almost lost his finger. He then put the jewelry back. Aaron says, everything is connected. Uh, grew up in Alton, right up the road. Right up the road. That is crazy about the uh, what Burton put over, because, man, I'm not trying to sound like a skis bucket, but it would be hard, like if you was just working and just happened to see a ring laying there, or or a pendant, unaffiliated with. Obviously, you know, you a burial ground would be an exception. But if you just found it, it just is. You know, has no other ties other than maybe a cool looking pendant. How would you not want to be like, hey, this is really neat. Like I, I want to keep this. Yeah. Uh, Aaron says it's called. Super chat. Super chat. All right, we'll have to look into super chat. Um, yeah. On that note, uh, my uncle was building a house, actually, and when they were breaking ground, they came across uh, some ancient signs of like provenance there that that people had lived there before. Instead of taking any precautions, they just kind of pushed it and buried it out of the way. Didn't didn't really like say anything just kind of like just put it over to the side buried it built this house it was almost immediate weird shit started happening almost immediately um my oldest cousin when he was a toddler just starting to talk he would always talk about the man with the bear head would walk up and down the hallway he said it was just a shadow that had the head of a bear said he would, the shadow would build fires underneath their dinner table. Um, he, uh, had, did he, did he feel like it was malicious at all? I don't know. I don't, because I don't think so. Like, but I'm, I'm not trying sure. to, I'm trying to like put myself in his shoes and like being outside that story. Like I just smile and I'm like, that's fucking cool. That's super and, cool. Like, you know how wild that would be to see a shadow figure walk down your hallway with a bear head? Oh, dude, it gets it gets. And then it, then it sets fires underneath your table? Not, like, real fires. I know. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it gets weirder. So uh, his mom, my uncle's ex-wife, uh, loved Winnie the Pooh. She had these little stuffed Winnie the Pooh, like, eight-inch figures that she sat in a rocking chair. And she was in cooking dinner, and my cousin was just sitting on the floor watching television. She comes out and he's still sitting in the exact same spot watching his program. And the Winnie the Pooh figures are stacked on one on top of one another in the chair, standing straight up, almost like a totem pole. Just one, two, three, four. So they kind of wrote it off as my cousin's just, you know, childhood imagination. Yeah, so they, were having the a, they were having a party one night. And they had a bunch of friends in the living room playing some board games and shit. My uncle looks down the hallway and he says, no shit. I shit you not. He said, I saw the shadow 
of the man. He said, I think it was a buffalo head. I don't know that it was a bear, but I can see how it'd be easy to get the two confused. He said it moved right up the hallway. He said, because I had a nightlight down there for my cousin's room. He said it moved up and it turned and it went into the dining room. Dude, that's that's crazy. That is so crazy. Like, like I said, sitting outside that story, I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. Because especially if there's no there's no malicious intent like if it's all just kind of like i'm here vibes but at the same time i guess you don't necessarily know but i don't know it's a cool story I, uh, that's pretty wild i have a lot of uh ancient artifacts in my house and when i was growing up that was i i used i don't do it so much anymore but i used to preserve them all the time and i have these big uh granite grinding bowls right that they would used to they used to use to crush corn and other different things in the whole like just a big piece of granite and it's got a big like dip concave dip in it and when i was in high school i came home one day and all my grinding bowls were on the front porch and i'm like why are these out here they don't like i took the time to get them home to get them out of the weather so they don't you know just disappear with history and my dad is sitting in the recliner and he's like, I was taking a nap. I got woke up with war drums. So I put them outside. <laughs> I'm like, all right, then. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. I've uh, heard, I've heard war drums before, but I don't know if it was in my head or not. I was young and I was out uh, playing with my BB gun. And I remember being way back in the woods and I just heard sound like beating drums, but it reminded like because I am where I am in life. I mean, what I would equate it to is like the Jumanji sound. You know what I'm saying? So just waiting for a rhinoceros stampede to roll through the right. and all I, all I have is my BB gun. But I remember running. I mean, I took off running back home. But the the point I'm trying to make is it was so long ago. I don't know if I'd seen Jumanji yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. could have easily been my my imagination running, right? Or it it could have easily been something else. You know, because yeah, you know, we're we're essentially in the Great Plains, where I mean, you you find artifacts all the time. Yeah, it's people so, have lived here for probably longer than we even know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's hard it's hard telling, but I mean, I wish I could verify for everybody if it was real or not. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird world, man. Yeah, Shauna said, "Stand up and show off the new merch." I have to take my hoodie off. Oh dang! Sorry, I will in a second. Uh, Patrick, the native Patrick of- F is making fun of me for saying Geyser. Geyser. <laughs> Patrick, come on, we're trying our best, bud. I can't read, dude. You know what I meant. It is what it is. How do you know the Egyptians didn't call it Geyser? Uh, they did. Mm-hmm. I did. I know. I read the hieroglyphics and it said Geyser. <laughs> I love Science, it. bud. Science. Science. And BPD 1976. Bucky's merch. Yeah, not there sponsored you go. by Bucky's. Shauna also be not stoked. sponsored by Casey's. So... BPD says he appreciates us doing a live 
Um, this has been in the works for a while. You know, I've been wanting to do this for quite a while. I've talked to Steve about it, uh, being able to take phone calls and stuff like that, which we can do. You know, I, I can pop the uh, phone number up here in a minute, and if somebody wants to call in and talk, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we figure, we figure time wise, uh, we're going to try to run for at least an hour when we do this, maybe two if if things get a little crazy. It just kind of depends on how the night goes. But uh, yeah, like, like I said, it's fun. Like I, I I'm already enjoying this. Oh yeah, a lot. I love that I, the chat's live. Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of live to me. I've got the YouTube up, and the YouTube travels faster than my StreamYard chat because my internet just does whatever it wants to do, lives its own life. Yeah. So I'm like popping back and forth. Some comments will load on the YouTube, but they won't load on the StreamYard. So I'm trying to follow them, and I'm just, I don't even Steve, know where I'm at right now. Didn't, didn't you bring this up to me at one point? Hitchhiker effect? Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I could have swore you mentioned that to me. BPD, what's the hitchhiker effect? Let's talk about it. Have you heard of the Euphrates River drying up? I have heard about it, but I did not look into it. So I'm not sure what uh, is going on with that. If it's some kind of prophetic thing where... Like, Gross. It's, it's the end times, dog. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off, but that Cody Gore there. Oh, yeah. I just saw this. Cody yeah. Gore. I'm going to read these because when we post this as an an extra episode, people won't be able to read the chats. So I know it's random, but dipping back to your pilot episode where Steve was carrying his kid into the house and he saw the glowing green skeleton people. I actually had sleep paralysis episode where I woke up and three glowing green people were standing in my room. Kind of gave me chills when I heard you talking about it. Uh, Yeah. I, uh, I still don't know what to make of that. Honestly, uh, luckily, he was so little that he doesn't quite remember it. <laughs> Thankfully, the best. But he does listen to the show, so he'll come and ask me questions. Like, <laughs> how did that really happen? Like, I just tell him, "No, I lied about it." Yeah, I'll be like, "Don't worry about it. It's, it's yeah, cool. it's a fake Swear. story. I'm just chasing clout, bud. I'm just chasing clout." It is weird to have other people like affirm that that's a real thing. Uh, yeah yeah i'm not trying to see no glowing men kyle burton needs that merch yes well you guys need to tell our lawyers to hurry (laughs) hurry up up. yeah i'm about to reach out to a new set of lawyers the llc going so we can take them way too long so we can sell merch yeah i want to be able to sell merch too so in due time, my friends, in due time, I, I'm always having people ask about about the merch aspect. We're just trying to do it right so we don't get caught up in some BS. That's really we all got there a is to other, it. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. We're, we're trying right now. We're just transferring it out of our own accounts, and we're just getting hit over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. So we're just trying yeah. to hold off till we get everything square. Right. Um. Just thought it was a bad dream or something, but then I heard the episode and it tripped me out. Yeah, it is weird hearing other people have the same experience that he had. Um, I still don't know what to make of it. He was he was absolutely terrified. Oh, uh, do you blame uh, him? Internet says hitchhiker theory is a 
a theory that paranormal or extraterrestrial creatures can transport themselves to your home from any spot. Oh, I believe that. Gross. 100%. Gross. But yeah, I, I could see that totally. I'm going to have to look into that more because that sounds cool. Uh, like in, I in was saying, I was looking into, these, looking into these weird alien abduction cases and this dude, uh, classic, classic alien abduction story. He's driving his car, sees a light, gets out. Uh, well, it, it essentially picked up his whole car, right? Like the craft came down and this, almost like this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This lift picked up his whole car. And as soon as it pulled him into the craft, he woke up outside of his car looking at his town. He was right outside of town, but everything in his town was from 10 years earlier. So this happened in the sixties. All the cars were from the forties and fifties. He said nothing like all of the renovations and upgrades to the town that had happened in the last 10 years weren't there. Almost essentially traveled him back in time. And then he snapped out of it and woke up right next to his car and everything was back to normal again. So not only can they can they transport us through space, but possibly transport us through time. Which brings up another question. Curious to everybody that's uh, in the chat. Why do like 90% of missing time cases happen in cars? Did you ever that's think about a good that? Question. No, I haven't. Like That's a good question. Like almost everyone you read about. Because you would think logically if they're intelligent and don't want to be caught... That would be a piss-ass way. You know what I'm saying? Because on a road, you're almost always liable to run into somebody else, right? Whereas if you were like in the comfort of your own home, the possibility, I mean, you could you could just not be caught because if you left yeah. if you lived alone, nobody would know the difference. Is it something is it something about the vehicle, the running engine? It's just like, I don't know, but the more weird. I saw it posted on, saw the question posted weird. on Twitter, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, damn, that really does, almost everyone you hear about, somebody is in a car or getting out of a car, and they end up with missing time. That is weird. That's definitely weird. I, I don't... I, the, actually, the alien abduction... I can't think of anything. The alien abduction story with the one with the boy that... Uh, the aliens asked Lucifer. He mm. was in the woods. He wasn't in a car. But in his mind, the aliens only had him, or the entities only had him for 20 minutes. But he was missing for two days. When he got home, his parents were losing their mind. Because he's like, Dad, I've only been gone less than a half an hour. He's like, no, you've been gone for two days. We've been looking for you for two days. And he just showed right back up. <laughs> I don't even know what I would do. Like, imagine being told that. Imagine being told that. Oh, damn. Okay, this chat's popping off over here. People who participated in the Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch brought both Dogman and Shadow People back home to their families. Fuck that. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's it's 
it's weird. Like Ghost Hunter Dave said, uh, they certain entities can attach, can and will attach themselves to you when you go poking around. Uh, Burton, it could be carbon monoxide situation leaking into the car, or maybe aliens just enjoy American muscle cars. It's always Burton, a lonely road. I think, too. I think you're onto something with the American muscle cars. As long as it's like the '70 Chevelle, then we're straight. Yeah, you're going to be abducted. It is what it is. I mean, <laughs> it's just all, all good thing. All good things come with a price. Has anyone had a Native American with a wolf face hat and red war paint looking through their window? Hmm. I have not. Um, I think Cryptids of the Corn had some similar idea with something coming off the fertilizer. There was a 411 case where a guy was missing for three days, but he thought he'd only been lost a few hours. Uh, you guys rock just stopping in to say I'm proud of y'all. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, big dog. We're proud of all of you for hanging out with us for this long. Yeah, no doubt. Been 40 minutes already. My missing time was in a car. I think when driving, it takes you longer to realize the monotony of driving those dark roads. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Probably less, less weighing on your mind than if you're home doing something. Well, and how many times have you been driving and you get so hypnotized by the road that oh, yeah. you're like, oh, man, did I stop at that stop sign back there? You Dude, know I, drove, like it, I drove 30-ass minutes past my exit going to work one day. I didn't right. realize until I was 30 minutes south that I drove right past my exit. Right. Uh, what do you all think about the 411 UFO connection? I am going to watch it when it comes out. Oh, I didn't even because know. I'm, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I think it drops. Has it already dropped? Drops this. If it didn't drop this week, it drops next week. Well, I know what um, I'm watching. I'm curious because um, David Politis has spent all this time not connecting 411 to any specific paranormal uh, subject. He always left it open ended. And calling this documentary the UFO Connection kind of takes that away. That's true. I am interested. I've seen a lot of people start debunking a lot of his cases. Uh, I don't know that it's any fault of his own. I think that he wrote that first book and it was sort of a cash cow. So he just went with it. And a lot of these cases, I'm, I'm not, a lot of these cases are weird. There are a lot of missing people that, um, have no explanation, but there also are a lot of cases in his missing 411 series where the people are found, they are okay, they have just ran off. It's almost like he or his researchers found the case where the person goes missing and then they stop the research right there. Person's missing, it's weird, one and done, put it in the book. I am curious, Dude, that, that could be that could be a, a plethora of reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like him overlooking that anyways. There, there's yeah. so many things. Because we, you know, and don't get me wrong, like there's that part of you that wants to sit there and throw shade and talk shit. But it being that we're kind of in the same field now, you kind of step back and look at life through a different lens. I mean, he could be, he could have seen it and then not found anything on it for even two days. 
And I'm like, all right, this fits the criteria. And then two days later is whenever this person got found, but he, he, you know, he can't keep tabs on every single individual case 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of it, a lot of his cases are old. Like all you would oh, okay. have to do. Okay. Like there was a person that went missing, disappeared under mysterious circumstances. And then two days later on the same newspaper, there are articles like, Oh, Hey, he just ran off with his mistress. Right. mistress. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it could have been just, I hate to say it financially backed. I don't, I don't want it to be that at all you know and i mean i've had some interactions with the guy here and there and he just got away about him he definitely wanted to stab us at crypticon he was eyeballing us quite a bit yeah really hard he doesn't like he doesn't like being questioned he doesn't like anybody throwing any theories at him he for the longest time he had wanted to just kind of stay in this weird gray area where like he presents all these weird cases but if you try to look into him he's like do your own research figure it out figure it out i'm just presenting the facts yeah he gets he gets a little too forward with that shit yeah when you when you mention when you use words like predator and like super predator and shit like you're kind of driving a narrative there you're not in a gray area that's true that's true. And when we were um, at Crypticon, he he did a, a speech on Bigfoot as well. The how he's been looking into Bigfoot, you know, because half of it was the four hundred one, and then the that's other half of his. That's what is he started the, his research was was the Can Am Bigfoot project. Oh, really? And then that led him into this missing four hundred one stuff. Right on. Right on. I don't know a lot about the guy. I wish he was a little bit more personable. Um, but he he wasn't even reacting to background. questions. Yeah, that was what twenty nineteen. He wasn't even reacting to questions from the crowd. Well, just the no. way he kind of talked to people, like they were yeah. stupid. It was kind of discouraging, to be honest with you. Yeah, I hope it was just like he has a disconnect from being a police officer for so long, and maybe oh, he just man. kind of like roughed his edges. Them boys just popped in here. What's going on? From big fellas. Appalachian intelligence. Yeah, I see them. Our brothers from another southern mother just jumped in. I hope it's Predator. Me too. Thanks for the shout out on the old uh, Merc the Jerks podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was Much a banger love. episode. Much love. Hollow cult hill, hill folk in the That's right. chat. Starting a movement. Hey, Hollow Cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, 
have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Starting a movement. Building a tribe, as they say down south. Yeah. We just call it a cult. That's how we do it. Same thing. There's one thing I hate about Midwest. It's all the damn cannibals and cults. Can't beat them. Join them. That's right. Oh, That's shit. Right. Kyle's going open lines. It's popped. Uh, somebody tried calling a minute ago, but oh, you, did were, they? you were yeah, you were in the middle of telling a story. So I keep kinda... in mind, everyone, that we only have one line. Yeah. So yeah, why we're in the middle of a, a conversation here. Try not to keep try going. To call. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not good with most technology, and I don't know how to shut the noisemaker mode off. I thought I had it off, but I, I mean, I sat here and listened to it pop through, so I'm like, damn it. Holler I didn't get Colt. it. I like that. Holler Colt. <laughs> that, is, that is clever. I enjoy Speaking that. Speaking of which, AI boys, are you guys rich yet? Did you find that? Oh, shit. Yet? Come on. Yeah, I we quit need... my job and... I can I can run I can run heavy equipment I can run excavators and shit. You just point me in the direction. I can't run it good, but I can dig a damn hole. I can light a fuse. Kyle, Kyle can create a bomb out of a roll of toilet paper and a stick of dynamite. Seen him do it. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of ingenuity there. Uh, BPD. The number should be scrolling across the bottom of the screen here. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully you guys can see that. We want some weird shit. We want the weirdest. Hopefully, Egress, if you're listening, that would be us. that would be awesome. Fucking nerds. Am I allowed to say fuck on YouTube? Yeah, there's only one way to find out. Whoops. We get we get canceled after the first episode. Yeah. Whatever. Bunch of nerds. <sighs> Oh, I hope it's weird. I want some of the... I hope the Monsters Are Real dude calls in. We're still that would, waiting, that would buddy. Be, that would be fantastic. The military guy from South America. Yeah. He wanted, yeah, that would be wild, He wanted too. a secure line. What does that even mean? I don't know. I just told him, yeah, we have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. You're, you're square. Don't worry about yeah, it. We got this. We got this. It's a, it's a burner phone. <laughs> They're not tracking nothing. It's going to be fine. We're not cool enough for all that equipment to be coming our way. No. Although being in this world, you do wonder a lot more. Yeah. Like when the car follows you for 30 minutes straight, every turn, you're kind of like, all right, this is starting to get a little weird. No, this isn't the same burner we used on Egress. I do have it here, though. Not charged. Yeah. 
I charge every once in a while just to see. I'm like, come on, send me a message. Just send me, just shoot me that text, Egress, please. Yeah, but nothing. The OG number off of the uh, flyer is now defunct. It goes to some new, I, I'm assuming it's been recycled through uh, whatever Google number it is. So I don't know, man. That's another thing. Uh, me and Steve have been rolling it around as of late. Would that be something you all want would be for me and Steve to sit down and completely go through the egress story and lay it all out on our show from start to finish, every single detail included everything. Cause there's still stuff that we have that hasn't been made public yet. And not that it's like groundbreaking information, but it, there are keys to it that aren't quite there. Yeah, and I know that after we essentially had the man that shall not be named this interview on our podcast, we never really talked about it again in any length. We just went on other people's shows. Yeah. So I know that our... Do you want to take a call? Oh, yeah, roll with it. Let's see here. Oh, snap. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Yo, first, first hollow caller. What's up? Hey, this is Ben. Uh, BPD 1976. All right, what's up, buddy? Oh, hell yeah, what's up? Hey, uh, not too much, man. I've been listening to y'all for a while. Uh, I told my brother about y'all, and we listened to a bunch of y'all, uh, bunch of y'all podcasts, man. Y'all, y'all do some good work, man. Y'all make really, uh, interesting podcasts. That's awesome to hear, man. Right we on. Appreciate we appreciate that. you. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. So, um, I've, uh, I'm a, a Cajun from South Louisiana. Okay. And, uh, I heard a Sasquatch, but, um, you know, I, I haven't seen one, but, uh, everything that, everything that y'all like talk about, man, I'm into that, man. That's awesome. What did so, it sound like, like? Yeah, it sounded like a siren, dude. That's wow, weird. That's... Was it? I assume in the middle of the night. Well, me and my dad were fishing for some uh, sockley. We call them sockley. Uh, everybody else calls them crappie. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we were night fishing for them because uh, he got a big old. Uh, he got a, a deck on the on the bayou, and um. He got a big light on there, like a street light. And uh, so we catch a bunch of sockley right there because the whole rest of the bayou is dark. So the street light act activates the food chain, right? And the sockley go eat the minnows. But uh, yeah, we fished that. And man, we, we heard... Uh, it was, it was crazy, dude. Across the canal, the bayou is, is just nothing but woods for like about two or three miles. And we just all of a sudden heard uh, a siren sound. But we heard it a few times, and it changed pitches. And uh, 
we heard after it stopped, we heard something further away, like answering to it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, dude, just like a siren, like an air raid siren. That's so weird. That is weird. Yeah, I know. Dude, I yeah, know. That would creep me out. If you were like say. in the middle of the night and just out of nowhere. And especially like if, if you've been in that area all your life or just even long enough and you know damn good and well that across the way there's nothing like that over there. No, dude, there's nothing over there. It's right. only it's, they, they got a levee on the other side to buy you. Uh and there's just swamp, dude. It's just a swamp. For a long way, like for a couple miles, man. Dude, that's well, that's it makes, awesome. It makes my like blood run cold to think about it because I'm always traipsing around. Me and my kids go late fishing and shit. That's like our our area is pretty squatchy here, right here in the Illinois River Bottoms and stuff. And one day I was walking out of my mom's house. She lives right in the river bottoms along the bluffs. And it was probably midnight, 1230. We were just all hanging out. And as I walked out from the bluffs, something was whistling, just three notes whistling. And I'm like, that's weird to be in the middle of the night and hear it. So my dumb ass whistles back. And then the whistling pipes up even louder and it starts moving back toward me from the bluff. About that time, my dad steps off the back porch and starts asking, is that you whistling? And I guess it heard two of us, whatever it was out there. And then it started making its way further and further away. So I'd, I've heard reports that they that they do the siren sounds, they do the whistling. It's it's creepy to be out in the middle of nowhere and hear something that you don't have any idea what it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. But uh, in our yeah, we we uh we don't have counties, we have parishes in in uh, Louisiana. So in our <clears throat> in our parish. They have uh, emergency alerts every, like, Thursday, the first of the month or something. And it's a siren. So I think that they hear these sirens possibly. I mean, possibly. This is just a theory. And they emulate that. Oh, yeah. I I never thought of that, but I dig it. Because our, our counties do the same. Like, I think it's the first Tuesday of the month. They'll run the storm sirens, and I didn't even think about that, that they're yeah. hearing it, and then they're mimicking it. That's creepy. Yeah, there's That's this, uh, there is a, um, there is a, 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 a thing on um, Reddit right now, Reddit Bigfoot, that uh, they have a, it, you know, it's debunked, so there was, like, so somebody made a TikTok about, uh, like they were pretending to look out their back door and they they took a bunch of uh, Sasquatch, supposed Sasquatch sounds and put them all together. And uh, but one of them is the uh, siren sound. And it's exactly what I heard. But the thing I heard was a lot longer. That is Trifty. that is why. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. My, I mean, there's nothing else that it could have been. No, no, nothing, nothing that would be even close to being mistaken for that for a siren. Yeah, I know. So wild. That is wild. 
I, uh, my dad actually, he, I mentioned this on one of the shows before, but he had taken my boys fishing and in the back of his truck, he had a two pound bucket of stink bait and mm -hmm. he had put a big four by four on top of it to keep it in there. So it wouldn't, the lid wouldn't fly off and shit and just left it in the back of his truck. Well, he parked there yeah. along the bluffs and the next day he got up to go out and just screw around, you know, just do whatever. And he started smelling the stink bait. So he went over there and something had gotten into the back of his truck, lifted this giant four by four off of the stink bait bucket and taken the stink bait bucket out of the back of the truck over the tailgate. And it was completely gone. Wow. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if raccoons could do that, but that would be the only culprit outside of something. That no, has two arms and opposable thumbs. Man, y'all y'all did such a great job with the Bledsoe thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that one that, that was a wild ride. That one it is man. That was wow. That was great. That was really great. Y'all man, y'all have a lot of good shows. Thank you, buddy. You really y'all really do, man. We we appreciate that. And I think it's awesome that we have the opportunity to sit down here and talk with you. You know, amongst everybody else too. Like I think that's like that. Like I, I'm having so much fun doing this. Like I'm so glad we decided to just pull this tonight because, like, like Steve said, we were supposed to interview with somebody, and yeah. they, they ended up canceling. And we we're like, whatever, let's just give this a shot. We've been talking about it. Let's try it. And yeah. dude, it's awesome. So yeah. awesome. I have yeah. a uh, a Ouija experience, but I don't, I don't really want to talk about it right <laughs> now, man. Right on. Uh, I, we, that's that's understandable. Uh, yeah, I I can respect that. Yeah, it's uh, it was it's pretty crazy. Uh, that's nothing to be fucking with, you know. Yeah, and you you could say that on YouTube a little bit. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, you will. I ain't worried about yeah. it. We'll be all right. You will. You will. <laughs> yeah, but man, that shit is real. I believe it. We it really it. is. It really is. Really is. We've lived it. All right, fellas. I tell you what. Uh, just want to let y'all know that uh, y'all do a great job, and I appreciate y'all show. Thank you so and much, take, dude. Yes, thank you for yeah, the kind man. words. We appreciate man, you. No. Uh, it's true words, man. It's true words. Much appreciated. I dig it. True words. So I tell you what. I'm gonna hang up. And I'm gonna uh I'm gonna uh just listen to the rest of the show. All right, brother. I appreciate right you. Right on. Stay safe and stay weird out there. there. All right. That was awesome. First that was awesome. first hollow live caller in the awesome. books. I didn't so even happy. think like that just kind of blew my mind. Him stating that maybe they're mimicking like some of the not not just human sounds, but like everyday industrial sounds and shit. I didn't even think about that. Didn't well, even think well, about that. We got another one. Oh, yep. Keep them rolling. Hey, hello. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? Uh, not too much. I just happened to uh, be surfing YouTube and came across your uh, channel. I listen to you and uh, Steve all the time on uh the podcast i really enjoy the uh the shows you uh delivered to everybody um really entertaining and i love the way you 
both kind of dissect everything and you don't necessarily take everything for granted. So, um, so thanks for that. No problem. Right on. We try, we we try to stay as open-minded as possible. Like we are the first people Um, to tell everybody that we do not know everything or anything, anything. Well, you're open-minded enough and there's that, that edge of you don't necessarily accept everything either, which is good. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there just accept anything that's thrown out to them. So, but, um, but anyhow, the reason for my call, <laughs> uh, months ago, I sent you a uh, email and, uh, my name, I went by Eric and, um, that's my middle name and that's all, you know, I'd like to put out there, but, um, it was about an incident I had and it was about 1979. I was 12 years old, um, where I, I knew it was Powhatan County. You have to excuse me. I'm a little bit nervous. No, I, you're fine, buddy. Never, Don't worry about it. You know, but it was not approximately 1979. It was Powhatan County, Virginia. That's sort of like central Virginia area. Um, really early in the morning, night, you know, it was nighttime. Um, I just got up out of bed, you know, I was almost in a trance. I was in a trance, you know, almost, but I was awake, wasn't afraid. But right there in front of me was a little white alien. Um, it was just the whitest of white you could ever imagine. I was just totally enthralled by how white this creature was. was not a gray. It was a white alien that came up to about my chest. And um, But anyhow, so it led me out to its craft and about halfway it, the craft was parked about 60 yards or so away from the house. Powhatan County at the time was really rural. I mean, you know, you couldn't see your next door neighbor's lights, you know? Um, but anyhow, um, it, it was leading me out. It was right beside me the whole time. And growing up, my uh, parents had these attack dogs. They were part German shepherd park, great Dane very vicious um and being that it was real rural you know they were never chained up there just kind of let you know they could roam do whatever they wanted you know it was never an issue of them um running off and attacking somebody they always just kind of stayed around the house um what what was like farm you know area it was more like a wooded area you know that i grew up in but you know there were plenty of farms out there as well but um So anyhow, about halfway to the craft, and I could not see the craft from walking at it, you know, walking to it. It was like it was just totally dark. But halfway there, this alien, through mind speak, um, uh, told me that its its roommate had died, had fallen ill and died. So, you know, I didn't respond to it. I just took it as fact, you know. It was completely in control of me, you know, and I was more or less just like a, you know, in a zombie state, you know, totally aware, totally alert, but just, you know, no fear, just was just kind of at its command. So as we got to the ship, you know, our backyard was about an acre, open acre, and then but the craft was parked like right at the edge of the woods in the backyard. Um, it was a small silver circular craft. Um really brilliant, you know, almost like a gallium or a mercury type metal, but it emitted a light. And, and that was weird. You know, um, it was, it was bright and, um, um, 
kind of lit up the area, but it was like the light terminated itself, you know. I couldn't see it halfway there. I didn't know it was there until we got right up on it, and it was just bright. So, um, and as we were walking, everything was just dead silent, you know. It was summertime out. Typically, you'd hear owls, frogs, crickets, you know, dogs, whatever, you know, just nighttime nocturnal animals making noises, you know. It was that rule of an area, so... There was nothing. Everything was just deadly silent. Um, even our dogs, five of the dogs we had were nowhere to be around. You know, it was just like, it was just total silence. So <clears throat> anyhow, are you, are, am I still connected? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. 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 We're just, we're just intently listening. Um, so anyhow, the craft was open. Um, it, w- it, it was no door. It was, if you can kind of envision like how a Pac-Man's mouth opened, you know, um, that's kind of how the craft was open in the front. Um, but inside, I mean, it was just enough room for two of those beings. You know, there was no way I would have been able to fit into that craft. It was just almost like that craft was made for them, you know, um, <clears throat> almost like a, not an inch to spare in there for, for anything else didn't see any type of controls or anything like that. But anyhow, this dead alien was kind of slumped to the side. Um, it was white, like it's like the, the crewmate that, that was with me. Um, but the weird thing was the hands and about halfway up the forearms were, were kind of translucent, almost like you'd see a, like a, a jellyfish washed up on the beach, you know? Um, so, um, you know, I picked it up, you know, it was very light, I reached in, picked it up, you know, it was, I was carrying it cradled in my arms, you know, not a lot of weight to it. And uh, as we were walking away, um, the ship actually communicated with me. And it was entirely different than the way the alien, the other alien communicated with me. The other one, when it communicated with me, it was like I could hear the words in my head. But this was sort of like a really intense, deep feeling inside me, the way it was communicating. But it kind of conveyed to me that it was sick as well. Um, I don't know if it was dying or, but that's just kind of what it conveyed. So um, uh, as we were walking away, that's all I can kind of remember. I have an idea of where it was buried. Um, my mother had a garden in the backyard that was kind of attached to the house. It was like a brick garden and nothing ruined that damn thing for years and years. I mean, not even so much as a weed. I mean, she, you know, did all types of amendment to the soil, stuff like that, planted all, tried planting all different kinds of plants and nothing would even grow in it. So, but eventually it just um, started growing, you know, became real fertile and would grow anything in there. You know, everything that grew in there was kind of lush. But, you know, I was approximately 12 years old at the time this happened, and it didn't come back to me till I was in about my mid-20s. This incident took place. It was absolutely not a dream. I've had many dreams of UFOs, so I can distinguish, you know, a dream from a recall. So, but, you know, that's pretty much my story on that. So, but, um, no little story. Holy smokes. I remember reading this email, as a matter of fact. And I was just thinking to myself, man, we've got to get this guy on the show. We've got to get this on the show. First off, thank you for calling in. Um, 
I don't even I don't even know where to begin. What did it did the uh, entity that it, that it led you to the craft? Did it? Do you remember any of its features? Did it have like the the bulbous head, the big almond shaped eyes, like like you would associate with a gray? I know you said it wasn't a gray, but like what were some of the features? The only way I, it comes close to that resembling is on and the that that steven spielberg movie what was it encounters of the third kind or something yeah. where you know those it, it was similar to that its eyes weren't really large they were large but they weren't like super large um you know it came up to my chest could not tell if it was a male or a female i just kind of assumed it was male and i don't you know nothing gave me that impression outwardly that it was conveying to me it was just you know, I just assumed it was a male um, in retrospect. Um, again, there was no, I did not see any type of genitalia on it. Um, I don't know if it was wearing clothes or if it's just some type of, you know, that's how it is. So there was, you know, if I had clothes, it was totally out of this world, you know, um, I, I, I could not tell. So oh, that is so wild. Did you ever feel uh, threatened or feel like they were malicious at any point? Not at all. I didn't get the feeling that they were, uh, you know, friendly or or dangerous. I, you know, in retrospect, I just don't think I was there to serve a purpose, and that was to get its crewmate out and bury it um, out of the ship. And but no, I didn't feel any type of ill will towards me. It was just, you know, hey, <laughs> I need some lackey to 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 get my buddy out and bury it, and 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 that's all I need, you know. So yeah, yeah, um, it's still it's bizarre like it I, and i've read a lot of accounts where people have encountered crafts and they say exactly the same thing that you did like no human would be able to fit it's almost like these uh machines are made specifically for the number of occupants and the people the entities that are piloting them yeah i mean it was just i mean you know i was just about 12 inches maybe at the time taller maybe you know fit between 12 and 15 inches taller maybe if that but there was no way I was fitting in that craft. And, um, you know, um, back in, I think it was 2017, my wife and I um, were flying back from Costa Rica and we were in the plane. I had a window seat. She was in the middle. Um, we were above the cloud coverage. Um, and both of us were looking out the window. I didn't know she was looking out the window. I just happened to be looking out the window, just kind of gazing out. And this orb same size as the one when I was a kid flew right by the tip of the wing. If I would have been sitting on that wing tip, I would have been able to reach, reach out and touch it. Um, I wanted to ask the pilot at the time when we left, if he saw it, but he wasn't out, you know, greeting the people as they left, he was, you know, still in the cockpit. Um, so I don't know what, you know, it's like the, the Tic Tacs, you know, I know they're um, kind of long or look like a Tic Tac. This was circular, but, you know, whenever I see those small orbs, you know, that they take pictures of in space, I know exactly what's in it. You know, it's a two white alien creatures and, um, you know, and, you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, you know, undecided about the spaceship. I don't know if there's like a, a, a mineral out there that has its own intelligence or, um, um, feelings or whatever and can do that type of stuff or if um, 
those creatures actually um, created, like a tulpa, where it's designed strictly and they can control it. And, you know, it works in symbiotic relationship with those creatures inside. Uh, and that's why I can do the acrobats and all that and, and, and break neck turns and defy gravity and so forth. Um, so that's, you know, I don't, I kind of lean one way and then, you know, sometimes I lean the other. And, um, uh, so, but that's all I can really tell you about that incident. Um, you know, growing up, I think the ship affected me in other ways than when it communicated with me. Um, I don't know why it did, but anyhow, I've been really susceptible to other people's feelings and stuff. You know, they don't have to speak them. I just kind of know how people are feeling, you know, if they're deceptive or, you know, if they're whatever, you know, I just kind of pick up on, you know, I know how to read people, even if they're, even if they're, you know, holding the cards close to their chest. So, but, um, that made you more or less like an empath. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, maybe, you maybe know. you were an empath and that's why it came to you to begin with. Oh yeah. Good call. Because you were a, that maybe it knew that you were capable of communicating with it. I mean, that's a, I never thought of that. That's a, that's, that's a very strong possibility, you know. Um, they knew you weren't you. They knew you weren't a threat. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can see where you're coming from. I never ever thought about that. I kind of thought maybe it was the ship that affected me, kind of mentally. Um, but you, you know, that's a. You're right. That could be that maybe you know, you know, it knew where to go. You know, I'm just curious Dude. if other people. Have type of, of encounter and just don't remember it yet you know um you know i've got to believe that there's other instances out there where something similar to this has happened you know um i hear people talk about like they think aliens or um um demons or, or or this or that or machines but you know a demon doesn't die a machine doesn't die so i know that whatever these creatures were are definitely some type of organic life form you know um if they can die you know get sick fall ill and die yeah that's, that's a valid point i gotta ask this question did you have any visits from like weird government entities after that like weird suvs men in black stuff because you are like that's kind of the trope that goes with these things did anybody ever come to your home or your property asking any weird no. questions no nope. Never, I've, you know, you know, the road that I grew up on was sort of dead end road. Um, never had any type of encounter like that, you know, um, right on. Right on. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that only happens with certain types of aliens, but um, certainly didn't happen with me. Um, I still have family members living there. That's why I don't mind divulging where the county it was at. I just don't want to, um, you know, divulge the particular area. Well, know? for sure. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. Um, also have, um, I know that's, <laughs> and I don't expect anybody to believe this, you know, um, but it is what it is. And, well, we uh, have no reason not to believe you. Yeah, but, I'm all in. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm way, at, dude. I mean, it's way out there, you know. Um, so you know so if you believe me fine if not fine you know i'm not going to judge you because um you know that's just it's just a weird off the wall and you know uh, event in my life but um i've got a, a couple others too um not so way out there but one sort of a ghost um uh encounter if you want to hear that um 
Sure. Oh yeah. Back back in 2015, um, the job I was working for, we we one of our accounts was a large um, church. I don't. I'm not going to divulge the county because uh, I, as soon as I would say it, everybody would anybody then that lived in that area would know where it's at, and you know, I don't want people out there camping out in the cemetery waiting for an apparition to appear, but. Anyhow, um, we were doing takeoffs for an exterior um, paint job and some other carpentry work um, at the time. It was me and the owner um, standing on, it was a weekday. No one was there. And typically the, um, the administrator would let us know if there was some type of event that day where we, you know, why we couldn't do it, like a, like a sudden funeral came up or a wedding or so forth, you know, then we'd have to come another day. So we were kind of given the go ahead to do the takeoffs or whatever. And um, we were standing up on at the door of this one of the sanctuaries on this property. And, um, you know, it's elevated. It's a it's a, it's a brick um, porch, Duke like. Um, so anyhow, this this whole guy comes out of nowhere. I mean, literally out of nowhere. Um, he's probably in his late 70s. Um, just, you know just as pale as can be. And um, he comes up the steps. He's probably about maybe five feet away from us. And he's like, uh, uh, do you know what time the funeral is? And, um, you know, we both mentioned, you know, there is no funeral today or else we would have been told. And he's like, um, okay, thank you. So he walks down the steps, goes around this shrub and is gone, you know, <laughs> you know, both of us, uh, you know, we each, you know, the owner look at we each look at each other and like that was a ghost. That person was dead, um, you know. So anyhow, I quit that company and ran into the owner. So uh, I think it was last year sometime, and I was asking him like, "Hey, you remember that incident at the church that time?" And she says, "Oh yeah, let me tell you something that's re- that'll really blow your doors off." She says, "You know, we were there late one night." trying to finish up in the sanctuary um so they could have service or a wedding or whatever i forgot exactly what she told me that they were having and they were trying to just do some um you know fixer-upper type stuff in this in the sanctuary and um, she says a bad thunderstorm came up and she said there was a, a, a lightning lit up the whole area and she said that cat was out in the cemetery just standing there um so <laughs> the exact same, the exact same guy you saw. Yeah, those exact same wow, guys. What? Dodge, nope the hell out of there. <laughs> oh, that's so. so weird, man. Because at first, like, it made me want to think that maybe it's some type of residual, but then the fact that it communicated, and then then it gets seen randomly later on through a thunderstorm out in the middle of the cemetery is. Absolutely bizarre, man. He was, I mean, he was physical is, I mean, there was literally a person stand. I mean, you know, you couldn't see them. It was as, I mean, there was a body there, you know, and, and, you know, he turns around and goes down the steps and walks past this uh, large shrub or spruce, you know, Um, no, it was a cedar. I think it was, you know, Um, and it's gone. You know, we would have seen his car. We would have seen a vehicle pull up because where were we at? We had access to the entryway. You know, we would have noticed vehicles coming in, um, didn't see anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of thought that, hey, it was his funeral he was trying to go to, you know. But, um, 
So, I mean, that's that one. And then I, I, if you can, um, if, if you have like a good email, I want to uh, email you a photograph, a couple photographs my wife took on her, on her. She had an iPhone 10 at the time and out here at her property, she just loves to go around taking pictures of the property and stuff. And um, I was sitting out on the, on the front steps. It was like, I think it was maybe around five ish in the afternoon, you know, um, sun was in the West. So she's, walking around taking photographs of the yard so later that night she's like hey i want to show you something and she hands me her phone and um in the front of our yard there's this like emerald circle um a light just kind of it's under a tree the sun is in the background but this is in, a sh in the shade and there's this like emerald brilliant light of uh just um emanating like from the yard from from the ground you know it's like a, it's like a circle of light right there underneath the tree on the ground um and inside this picture uh, this photograph is like some white beings um like of, of light you know they're only about a few inches high but you know i i kind of that's the nice thing about the iphone is you can kind of expand the picture and then snap it you know and then take a picture of that picture you know a screenshot but, um, I mean, it's, the images are, are light. There's about, there's like either three or four, uh, some type of like light entities in there and they're in a circle, uh, almost like they're having like a meeting or something. And, um, they appear to have some type of, a, you know, it looks like wing structure. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what they are. I don't know. Um, but I can send you, you know, I can Please. send you that. Book. Please. Um, um definitely but, do yes uh you know I, I know you've got people listening and all that stuff but for right now i'd like to kind of keep the picture low-key I, I i don't want to be jinxed and have these things come back with an ad absolutely <laughs> but, yeah yeah so, we'll, we'll it, could be, it could be anything man it could be it could be a portal it could be a yeah. face circle I just well, I mean, oh, do the face circle. I didn't even think about that. Well, you know, yeah, that's what I was. That's the that's the word I was thought. Maybe they were like, um, like like phase. I guess I just kind of think of their name. You're right, but um, but you know, I hear people who've said they've seen phase, but I didn't know that they're light beings. You know, these are definitely like light beings. You know, it's like they are having a meeting. You know, like a little huddle, and and there's just an emerald light that's just emanating. Certain just emanating out from them i love um, it i love it so i'm ready but to yeah see i will i mean do you i can text it to you now um <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, yeah you're more yeah, that works to text the phone uh you send it over to phone, whatever email it doesn't matter is this phone that i that i'm talking to you on is that does that accept text or yes sir okay well i'll text you the um the, the photographs Please it's going to be main one and it's going to be um the ones that i've kind of blown up where you can kind of see these um light beings in the circle and um so yeah i'll, I'll get those over to you asap awesome so, that's awesome so, but that's, yeah those are all my uh life experience <laughs> thank you oh, thank you so much for calling in yeah. i i when i read that i'm like kyle this i'm like i can't even do it justice reading reading the email yeah, I'm like we have to hear this story. Yeah, I, this this is 
it's fantastic. Like what a what a way to start the first ep like the first live episode. I, I, Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much. It is wonderful. Man, yes. No, my my pleasure, man. Like I say, I, I um I like you guys a whole lot. I enjoy listening to your program. And and if I was, you know, going to come out publicly and share that story, I wanted to be with, you know, you too, because it was, you know, so, um, you know, because you're decent guys, you know, you're the type of guys I could sit down and, you know, have a, have a beer with or whatever and shoot the shit, and, yes, you know, so, but, um, man, I, listen, I won't uh, monopolize any more time. Um, I know there's probably people waiting uh, behind me to call in, um, but I really appreciate you uh, answering the phone and um, letting me uh, say my piece, you know? So. Absolutely. We're, we're glad you're here. We're glad yeah, you're hanging out. I'm, I'm all smiles, man. I'm all smiles. <laughs> well, I couldn't be happier. Well, man, well, like I say, you know, I don't expect anybody to believe that story. Um, you know, I, my wife, you know, I told she, I mean, she believes it, but you know, she, one time told our neighbors behind us and you know he's a clown and um you know every time i see him he's gotta throw a ufo you know with that man you know you know <laughs> so some, some people just don't get it no well you know and the funny thing is i think his wife does tarot readings and it's like you know hey guy you know, yeah you're, right you're, you're, like yeah. What, are, what are we doing here come on <laughs> Come on. But, uh, so I'm not throwing hard readers. I've known some that um uh were really impressive. Um but uh but I just kind of thought it was funny how you know he kind of uh, throws shade at me and yet his wife is doing something that a ton of people think is um you know ludicrous. So right, but, exactly. hey, it is but um all right guys, man, I won't keep you anymore. I really appreciate it and um uh, Look forward to hearing more of your stories. Um, a matter of fact, that's the first thing I do Monday um, when I get to work is I pull up your podcast and put on my earbud and get to work and kind of listen to what you got to say. So um, just make sure you keep them coming because those Mondays they don't show up in my in my uh, on my podcast. It's sort of like a, a long day. So. <laughs> we're doing we're we're doing our best, brother. We're that's doing right. our best. All right. Well, listen, guys, thanks again. And uh, y'all have a good one. Okay. And good luck with uh, with everything. Thank you. You right too, on. buddy. Stay safe and stay weird out there, my friend. All right. Likewise, brothers. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. How cool Bro. is that? How cool is that? First night shift episode, we get the alien burial. Alien burial and Bayou Fate. Bigfoot. Bayou Bigfoot. I don't even. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm. I couldn't be happier. This is awesome. This is our life now, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. I yep. Just, this is awesome. I don't even know. It's so dope. It's so. It dope. is awesome. And like I almost I said, feel like I almost feel like we should have just opened the lines up right off the rip. <laughs> You know, hey, we, we might start doing that. You know, I think it's just, this is just going to kind of be like a off the whim radio show style type of program. Yeah. Like they're we're not really trying to come in with tons of research and all that stuff. It's just us coming together off the like, cuff. Like yeah, like if you like you saw an article on Twitter, we talked about it for a minute, 
and and then we just kind of let it evolve and snowball from there like like kenneth said you know just winging it that's the hollow squad hollow cult way like that's what we do that's facts yeah and there's no no harm in that and like i said it's it's been phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and the the interaction in here especially with us only like we didn't even make mention of it until like 30 minutes before we went live <laughs> right and like we had we had at one point, almost 40 people in here, from what I heard. It's, that's where we're at right now. We're at 37. That's dope. And that it's been it's unreal. been pretty solid, which is great. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I would like to try to do this every Wednesday, if not every other Wednesday. Yeah. Well, we're going to try, try to get... Because to... middle of the week is a really good good day, in my opinion, because we're... What, what are we doing? We're not really doing much, you know, because we got to get up and go to work tomorrow, so... The yeah. fact that we can kind of run it like a late night show type of deal. Yeah, no doubt. But, and yeah, we started at eight o'clock. And if we run for an hour, two hours, and Just see where we're at. Seeing how the hollow cold's feeling. Yeah. Yep. Dude, this has been awesome. Like, I, I, I couldn't be happier. Get over. I couldn't that, be happier. That was the first two calls tonight. Yeah. Shift was so cool. Bayou Siren Bigfoot. And Fay Portal Alien Burial. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. And Colleen will definitely. This was a last minute thing. Super yeah. crazy last minute. We had we had a interview schedule and uh, they got sick, so we're like, man, we we already blocked the time out. We've been flirting with this idea for a little bit anyway, so we're like, you know what? Let's whip it together and see what happens. Yeah. And we'll, we will, we'll probably, me and Kyle will get together and we'll try to schedule it and then we will post it up probably hours in advance. That way everybody can get in there and yeah get their weird, is, weirdness together and ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Cause this is like, this is like the first time I've even messed with this program. So I don't know anything about it, but Steve was like, Hey, I think you can schedule it and this, that, and the other. So yeah. it, it's we, we, we got it we got it figured out so we literally had kyle's wife calling in like 10 yeah. minutes before we went live just to make sure that the phone calls yeah. worked yeah we totally did so. i also want to make note that uh this will go out this whole episode will go out as an extra show so yeah. all of our podcast listeners that tune into this and have kept listening up until this point be sure to watch the socials if you want to be part of the live then you can yeah. come over here to youtube and eventually it'll be on Facebook and Instagram, maybe Twitter. And then you can be part of the chat, call in. Right. That's that's kind of how we ho hope this builds is that yeah. we will live stream and post it as extra content. And then the podcast listeners will hear and then they'll come over and be part of the chat, part of the call ins. And we'll just kind of make this let this thing build on top yeah. of one another. Yep. That's the idea. Like I said, I'll probably try to post as long as I can figure out how to get the audio and stuff from this, which should be pretty easy, but regardless, get the audio from it. I'll probably try to post it next week or the week after, depending on, you know, how much editing I got to do with the normal show and all that stuff. But yeah, but that way, like Steve said, if you miss it, you're still going to be able to catch it. I'll, I'm going to label it as like night shift, you know, so it'll be its own. It'll be through our feed, but it'll be just called night shift episode one. And I'll run it like that. So, yep. We'll just hopefully, hopefully it'll turn into its own thing, and then that'll be yep. extra content for you all. A good way to interact. Like I said, it's great having you all here. 
Yeah, it's been being awesome. Able, being able to kind of live interact. I know I wasn't keeping up very well with the chat, but I'm working on it. Like I said, my internet's about 10 minutes behind everything that's actually going on. So, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk about any more making moves publicly. So just be ready. This isn't the only thing extra we're going to yeah, be doing. There's, so. there's some other stuff coming down the line. Yeah, so. so it's going to be a weird year in 2023. Yeah. Let me tell Let's you. Kill Let's kill it. But I just want to thank you all for hanging out with us tonight i know it's a wednesday night everybody's tired from slumping through the work week but we appreciate you all being here. yeah yeah and, but i uh, think i think we're about ready to call her a night yeah we're gonna pop off here four o'clock's gonna be rolling around real quick so until next time my friends stay safe stay weird and we appreciate each and every one of you